Tim Biscuit. Oh. Oh. Welcome to the Tim Biscuit podcast. Before we get on with today's podcast, I just want to say a massive thanks and give a massive shout out to our sponsors that are RuneSilk.com, the mm-hmm. Bird Cake Company, and Tenga.co.uk, the Resex Toy Company. For both these companies, you can get 10% off your first order or orders by using the code Tim Biscuit at checkout. That's the code Tim Biscuit, capital T, capital B. If you use that at checkout, you get some um, cash off your orders. Um, so we've got a guest today. Her name is Miss Matthews. Welcome. Thank you so much. Hello. Hello. So do you want to introduce yourself properly and tell us a bit about yourself? Certainly, yes. I'm. My name is Miss Matthews. I'm a disciplinarian kink model. I've been a sex worker for 26 years. I've done pretty much everything in the business, more or less, I think, during that time. And I'm very happy to be talking to you. Excellent stuff. So when you say kink worker, yes. what's kink worker? I've had a dominatrix on before. So okay. so how do you differ from a dominatrix to a kink worker? Oh, gosh. Well, I do more domestic discipline. So I'm usually a headmistress, that sort of thing, or a strict auntie. I tend not to go in so much for you know, latex, thigh-high boots and nipple tassels and bondage gear and dungeons and all that. It's all very much, yeah, it's a domestic. It's um, I'm usually sort of vintage 1950s kind of vibe. Lots of um, silk blouses, pencil skirts, tights and cardigans, that kind of stuff. Very smart. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> so you say you've done it for how long? Sorry, was it 10 years? Oh, 26 years now. I'm 26 years. I know, I'm terribly old. I really am. I should be dead, really. <laughs> I don't think you're that old. I'm 43, so... Oh. Oh, I'm 45, so I'm beating you. Uh, only just. <laughs> so, um, what made you get into this sort of, Line of work. business? Well, I've always been a kinky devil. I think it's always been in me, really. And um, I was stripping at the Sunset Strip Theatre in Dean Street, and a talent scout came in wanting models for his spanking magazine, which was Janus, and asked me if I'd like to get involved. And I said, OK, because I never really think about anything very seriously. So he gave me an audition, which consisted of him uh, spanking me in the back of the Janus shop on Old Compton Street. I sort of bent me over a box of magazines. That was my first ever proper spanking. And he was marvellous. And I never wanted it to end. I had the best time. And he yeah, hand and then a paddle, I think, and a torse was involved. He bet he couldn't believe his luck. And uh, I was about 20 at the time and stunning. And at the end, he said, oh, yes, you've passed your audition. So I started modelling for Janus magazine, Feburus, Privilege Plus, and then I started making a few uh, videos with him. I never really look back. Once you're in the scene, you just meet other people who say, oh, you should model for this one and that one. And then uh, I met girls who were also offering one-to-one discipline sessions, and that's where the proper money was. And I thought, I bet I could do that. And it turned out I could. It was easy once I'd started. So you say um, you enjoyed spanking. Does it hurt? Mm. And how could you enjoy it if it hurts that much? Because it's never appealed to me being it with a paddle or anything. <laughs> oh, OK. Yeah, if it's not in you, it's really hard to explain. Yeah, it does hurt. But you just, I don't know, it just releases something in you. Um, what is it? Gee, I don't know. It's something I crave, something a lot of people crave. I had a, a chap crying in my arms because he hadn't been spanked for 10 years just this afternoon. Um, I think, you know, masochism is is in many of us. You know, there's people who like love eating really hot curries or going on roller coasters or watching horror films. And it's kind of a similar vibe that we all want to experience some of the most intense things that life has to offer. And some of us just want to be hit with a big stick. It's a you get a massive endorphin rush out of it. It's been used as a treatment for depression in some countries. Uh, You just get such an absolutely massive high. But if you're not into it, it's really quite hard to explain. But yeah, you should try it. You might like it. (laughs) You you would like say... You class yourself as a sex worker at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, Have them like you ever escorted or done porn or anything like that? Or 
is there some things you won't do or things you will do? You say you do one-on-one sessions. What yeah. sort of would be a typical session? Oh, I've done heaps of porn. I haven't done escorting. Um, yeah, I've done a little bit of hardcore porn, but mainly it's sort of kinky stuff for me because that's my vibe. Um, that's what I'm into. And there's um, and I'm really good at it. And I think there's enough girls out there doing some hardcore porn without me joining in. Uh, a typical session, there's usually some role play involved. So there's lots of emailing beforehand, establishing the kind of thing they want to do. So very often I'm a teacher. They're a naughty schoolboy or girl. I get girls as well. And uh, they haven't had it in their homework, that kind of thing. So I get given a letter from their teacher and I read it and say, oh, this is terribly bad. You're going to have to, you know, take down your trousers and bend over my desk for six of the best, that kind of thing. And then we build up with a, a different array of implements and then corner time often lines, that kind of thing. Humiliation. Uh, that's it, really. It sounds bizarre, doesn't it, to be honest? No, well, <laughs> as I will say, I had the dominatrix on a couple of years ago and okay. the most bizarrest thing she said that she had to do, or the sickest thing, is tie mm-hmm. someone to a chair and force feed them dog shit. Okay. Yeah, that's so, kind of going <laughs> No, not very. <laughs> so <laughs> is anything sexual involved in them, like these one-on-one meetings? And how not- much would a meeting cost? Oh, I charge £100 an hour. I'm very reasonable. Uh, the sexy stuff all sort of happens in their heads, really, rather than between our bodies. I mean, there's a little, there's a lot of touching, obviously, and some interplay and tickling and teasing, that kind of thing. And I just rub my hands over their balls and arse and so on. But that's about the extent of it, really. Yeah, I have been used, asked to do things with shit, but I don't go near shit. No interest in that. Um, no. I do smoking as well quite a lot. That's like a massive taboo now. But I don't do that either. I just can't do it. And uh, racial abuse, actually. I'm asked to do that quite a lot. That's another thing I won't go near. Um, lots of girls that will, but it's just not the right thing for me. I was just about to ask you, what's the strangest thing you've ever done? Or what's the strangest thing you've been asked to do, but obviously refused? You've already named a few of them there. Yeah, racial abuse, I won't go near. I was asked to watch while a man wanked on cheese. Uh, he likes to ring me up, actually. Yeah, we Skype, and he just likes to wank on cheese while I just watch him. That's money for jam, <laughs> or Is, money for cheese. <laughs> and how much would you charge someone to watch them to wank on uh, cheese? Well, I think... I overcharged because I thought it might take like an hour so I'd like set up my Kindle in the corner and stuff but it came in about four minutes so it's not really bad I think I charged him about 50 quid for that and it's a really expensive wank um, what, what sort of cheese was it does he it have a specific e- cheese that's the first thing I asked yeah it was Edam they said you can only wank on Edam and he said like that I was the weirdo you know obviously Edam what else I guess because you can wipe it clean afterwards and use it again <laughs> so that would be the strangest thing someone's ever said well, there's a chap who wanted me to park on his hands once, and I'm really bad at parking. So, again, I said no to that. So he wanted me literally to just, like, park up on him, and then I'd be sitting in my car laughing and singing along to the radio while he was screaming in agony. That was a bit weird. I sort of flinched a bit when I read that one. Again, I said no. I'm rubbish at parking. <laughs> I'd probably have killed No, you probably see that. And it's really strange how sort of, as like, you class yourself as a sex worker, how sort of sex workers vary from mm. escort into feeding like force feeding dog shit yeah to water sports to just simply bedding over and hitting someone's bum without no <laughs> sexual like any coming or having jobs or anything like that it's really strange how it all fits together yeah definitely i do pee on people as well actually i should probably have said that if they're into that i don't mind it took me a while and i usually have to have a few drinks first but i can do that but yeah i mean i think it is a sexual job because obviously they are deriving sexual pleasure from it um, so yeah, I still count myself as a sex worker. And I do make porn as well, although it's mainly spanking porn. Right. So, what's the sort of thing with spanking? Is is there any sort of particular way of doing it, or is there a way 
Gosh. things you use? Oh, lots of things. I've got so many implements, hundreds of canes, some of them really expensive, big rubbery uh, jam box, which are like truncheons, whips, floggers, paddles. Oh, I've got so much stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's all sort of in the head, really. So there's lots of making them wait and saying the right words, that kind of just getting into their headspace and making them terrified and, and trepidatious and tremble at my um, at my voice. Um, yeah. And yeah, obviously lots of different positions as well. I tend to go over the knee because it's very intimate. Um, but just bending over things. I tend not even to use bondage particularly because I say it's not very headmistressy. Yeah. No. So all this became you and like became all this from just stripping when you was how old yeah. did you say? Sorry, nineteen. Oh, yeah, I was nineteen when I started, and I think I started making spanking porn when I was about twenty-one. And I started by subbing, so I was taking the spanking myself because I was too young and I didn't know what I was doing. But um, obviously that doesn't go very well with stripping because I always had a bruised ass. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> Gradually, I moved out of that and into topping, which I was really good at. I've got this stupid posh voice, as you can hear. So that works really well because I sound like, you know, authoritative and scary and stuff. And yeah, clean English accent. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. In fact, I'm off. I'm filming in America next month. And I'm, I reckon they're going to love me. So I'm told. I already do a bit of filming over there. But yeah. You're filming in America. Right. I'm, How exciting is that? What? So um, you filming it? filming in america yeah so i was working with an american girl over here she has a production company and she's asked me to go over there and make a few films with her for eight days in connecticut i don't know how they don't catch me <laughs> isn't, isn't sort of the company paying you for that and is it the same sort of thing you're it's doing exactly here the same yeah exactly the same so i'll be a headmistress whacking about half a dozen school girls it's called strict more academy you can look it up and yeah just be whacking girls they're paying my airfare and i'm getting paid reasonably while i'm out there as well but yeah god what an adventure i'm so lucky aren't i it's crazy do you do you, very indeed like you think being english gives you that bit of an edge over in america because what's the scene like in america compared to england yeah it's very different i think then yeah and i think they're just obsessed with the idea of english discipline and yes the idea of nannies and governesses and boarding schools and that kind of thing and yeah they do they just go nuts for the accent one of the girls when i was filming with her said oh can i record your voice to masturbate to <laughs> oh yes of course you can <laughs> not a problem really? i know so hopefully i'm going to be getting a lot of that over there marvelous i'll happily talk to anyone while they're wanking i don't care have, have <laughs> you got anything like um or have you tried to do your own your own only fans because that yeah. seems pretty big at the moment it's it, yeah, I am on OnlyFans. Yeah, Miss Matthews123. Uh, yeah, God, that's an absolute godsend throughout lockdown. That really kept me going. Yeah, I love OnlyFans. I am, yeah, reasonably popular on there. Um, yeah, it's a nice way of connecting with the fans. Obviously, it's quite hard to make money from porn because it's everywhere free. But giving them sort of the backstory and every day we have a little chat and I tell them what I'm up to, that really seems to work for me and a lot of girls. Yeah. So I'm not up, I'm not making millions every year or anything, but it's okay. It's a little bit of extra cash. Hello? Hello. Oh, hello. Hello. Yeah, I, oh, hello. Can yeah. I might hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Bother Good, yeah. Can <laughs> say only fans again? Yes. Be... Yes. So, yeah, only That's fans. That's really big now, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it really has. Yeah, it was an absolute godsend throughout lockdown. It really was. And it's a really nice way of making a bit of extra money from porn, because obviously porn is just everywhere free. Whatever you want to see is out there. But um, I find a lot of pans, fans want to connect with me and sort of get the more intimate backstory and see what I'm up to every day and what I'm wearing and uh, how I feel about a particular shoot or photographer. Uh, and it's a really lovely way of connecting with them. And I'm not like big, big guns. You know, I'm not making millions a year from it, but it's a little bit of extra cash. I really love doing it, actually. It's making a living, which is yeah, exactly that. Got to be um, 
feet. Feet seems to be a big thing in like the dominatrix world and that sort of area. Is yeah. feet a big thing with in them like your sort of sector, should I say? Yeah, no, I get a fair bit of that. People wanting to massage my feet and paint my toes and oh, which is just brilliant. Yeah, I don't mind that. I can take that all day long. Uh, yes, yeah, suck my toes occasionally. Just watch me walk up and down. There's a chap who pays me just to wear clogs and film myself walking back and forth in clogs. That's brilliant. I love comfy fetishes. Oh, <laughs> wow, I like me in them. Yeah, I do clogs. That's quite popular. And those um, really ugly skull sandals as well. There's another one who sends me loads of those and gets me to walk up and down in them. Yeah, you, you get, you meet them all. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, more of that, more comfy stuff. Bed socks as well. That's another one. Guy likes bed to wear socks. bed socks. Oh, it's just brilliant. Wonderful. It beats eight inch stilettos, really. <laughs> I'm just going to take you back to the stripping. What made you get back into stripping? Me, like, because obviously stripping's the key to all this. Yes. And what got you into stripping? Well, I just, I was a complete idiot, and I saw an advertisement mm. in the Evening Standard saying dancers wanted. You'll make up six hundred pounds a night. No experience necessary. And I loved dancing. I always had, and I'd know, and I loved money. And I had no experience of anything. I, um, so I thought, oh, that's a perfect job for me. So I went along to this audition in like leotard and leg warmers. And uh, of course, when I walked through the door, I saw all these other girls waiting to be auditioned in like, you know, sequined basques and thigh high boots. I went, oh, that kind of dancing. Oh, of course. Um, so that time I didn't get the job. My audition was just to walk out on stage and get my tits out and then walk off the stage again, which is quite hard to do in a leotard elegantly. But um, I loved it. I loved the that was the windmill in Piccadilly. And I really loved the girls and bonded in the venue. It seemed all exciting, glamorous. It was all, you know, like mirror balls and sequins. So I went back the next day and I had the right outfit on and I did it. And uh, I just absolutely adored it. It just seemed like exactly the right place for me to be. I just like being on stage naked and having people stare at me. I'm a terrible show off. I miss it actually. It's a shame I got so old and I can't do it anymore. Tragedy. All all this sort of side of sexual things, sex workers, kink workers and like everything like that and stripping, it's all got a CD element to well, it's perceived as having a CD element to it. Yeah. What's the actual truth in working as a sex worker, you sort of being there and being in it for quite a long time? Mm. What's yeah. the pitfalls of it? And do people take advantage of people? And is it as seedy as people think it is? Honestly, I really haven't seen that. And people just won't believe me. I've just had an absolutely lovely time. I met some gorgeous people. And I, uh, so many of the punters I've been spanking for years, decades, some of them. And they've just become really good friends. Um, when I was doing strippergrams, which I did for a couple of years, occasionally I got trouble. People would like to steal my clothes after I'd taken them off. But nothing really horrendous. Um, I was always told not to use the, the girls' toilets because girls would hurt you if they got the chance when you're doing strippergrams by, you know, always use the men's loose and you're absolutely fine. Um, no, I'm, yeah, I've just been fine. I don't know if that's just luck. Um, I think actually being posh and not at all confrontational helps. So people just tend to laugh when they hear me talk and turn up and stuff. So the roly poly girl who I used to work with quite often, she would get into fights quite often because she was much more, come on then, let's have you. If <laughs> she got any abuse and I just laughed and ran away. I'm very happy not to be hit. It's fine. Um, but I don't, I haven't really seen anything at all seedy. I really haven't, which I know no one will ever believe, but it's true. I'm afraid. I've just well, had half and made loads of money. It's been wonderful. <laughs> What's what's the reaction you've got from like your family and friends to what you do? I mean, do they even know what you do? I suppose they do, but they do. They? Yeah, everyone's always known. Obviously, my husband knows. My mum knows. I worked out of her house when I first started spanking men, so she was fine. My son's always known. Um, 
yeah, again, I guess I'm very lucky. I come from quite a sort of show busy family. My mum was in dancing before me, but like proper dancing with her bra on. Um, so, yeah, she never really expected me to be anything respectable, I think, which is a huge advantage. I think, yeah, your family wanting to choose to be respectable is just the worst thing that can happen to you. <laughs> so everyone's really encouraged me and, and been supportive. And I came out quite recently sort of in the public eye because I wrote a book about my experiences and um well I was working at a radio station actually and they suspended me for being a sex worker but that was the only bad uh, reaction I've had bastards <laughs> and I was only a volunteer it's outrageous what, what does your um, what, as I say, what does your husband say does he get jealous is there any he doesn't because he's not um kinky at all so he just doesn't get why anyone would want to be hit with a big stick um he thinks it's just mental but no he's really proud of me he thinks you know i'm sort of um an ambassador for kinky people and standing up for their rights and giving them what they want he thinks it's brilliant so yeah there's a guy crying on me earlier as i said and he thought it was just lovely and listened to it all about it and uh yeah thinks i'm a champion and he's a playwright and actor so he hasn't got any money so somebody's <laughs> got to get out there and make some proper money so he can't really say anything <laughs> I mean, like guessing you've never felt or been in any danger then doing what you've been doing throughout the many years. No, I absolutely haven't. I really, really haven't. There's just been nothing. And I say I've done everything. And I used to leave the windmill at four o'clock in the morning. I never had any bother. Occasionally on the night bus, people would nearly puke on me. But that was nothing to do with being a stripper. That was just <laughs> being in central London at 4am. No, I honestly haven't had a damn thing. And you know, it's weird that people always ask me that when I've got like friends who are care assistants who are assaulted every day, you know, but no, it's just about the safest job you can do, I think. Um, yeah, it's fine. If you want to be safe, get into sex work. That's my top tip. <laughs> you say you've got <laughs> friends in the care sector. Have you ever guided any friends into it or has any friends sort of drifted from their certain I profession have. and joined oh. you? So many times I'm always desperately trying to get girls to be sex workers. I think it's just so much fun, you know, and if you're suffering from low self-esteem or, well, you're poor, obviously, I think it's just the most magnificent way to solve all your problems. <laughs> get into pornography, everything will be lovely. But, yeah, I've had a few friends. One was a social worker. I got her into porn. Um, my mum, obviously, she was, um, I probably didn't tell you the story. She was, um, I was said I was working out of her house and she got made redundant and she was in her mid-50s. And um, she said, well, I could do what you do. And now she she does. She also sees clients and spanks them and occasionally makes films with me. So we cornered the market on that. Um, she makes films with you? She does indeed, yeah. Well, we spank naughty boys' bottoms together. That's fun. Does it, does it ever get any, does it get awkward at all doing that? Or, like, do people pay more for a mother and daughter spanking? They do pay more. They absolutely love it. They <laughs> often ask if she'll spank me. But we draw the line at that. That would definitely be too weird. No, we just sort of gang up. Often we play like she's... Well, she's my mother and I have to bring my husband to her to be beaten because he's being, you know, a rubbish husband. He's a sort of drunk or something, spending all my money, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's been incredibly popular. Is it hard <laughs> to keep them sort of scenarios up and not laugh? It can be. Yeah, it's, yeah. Actually, she's very good. So, yeah, it's normally fine. But afterwards, when we shut the door, we have a good giggle about it and get the wine out. Well, that was mental, wasn't it? <laughs> we're usually so, quite professional at the time. <laughs> yeah. So when you're not beating people up or spanking people... Mm. Um, what's your other hobbies other than sex work and things like that? Have like, you got anything else? Oh, lots of stuff. I write loads. I have a column in the local newspaper, um, and I'm the editor of a local magazine as well. Uh, I run a theatre company with my husband. What <laughs> magazine are you an editor of? I am. Oh, should I say it? it's the Broadstairs Beacon? They're going to kill me. Yes. So it's a yeah local <laughs> quarterly journal. It's terribly posh actually. But they know. I sort of came out to them. They were fine. They said, just don't mention us in interviews. So, whoops. <laughs> no one's listening to me. Fine. <laughs> uh, and I have another radio show now on Sinkport's radio, 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. every night, which is good fun. I don't think anyone listens, but I enjoy myself. Is, yeah, that, is, is that through yeah. the internet or is that just 
it's just on the internet. They're trying to get an FM license currently, but they're not quite there yet. So yeah, it's just an online radio station. But they got big plans. They dream being big. <laughs> and what do you do? Is the match every night? Like did you say? Yeah, it's every night, 10 p.m. until 1 a.m. And uh, yeah, just sort of love tunes and sort of stupid kinky anecdotes from my day, that kind of thing. I love so it. Can them like you pick the music you would like play or is or is the list? No, sadly, that's all done for me. I don't get any choice. Yeah, and they keep playing the same rubbish songs as well. <laughs> how like so how did you land that job? Being that's you know that's quite cool. Yeah, I suppose it is, isn't it? Well, I got quite a lot of publicity when my radio station chucked me off and I sort of became a bit of a meet star in community radio world, which isn't saying much, to be honest. <laughs> so, there were a few radio stations that reached out to me and said, oh, we'll have you. So I think It was headhunted. I was, exactly that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they think it's amazing and they're all cool and funky because they've got the sex worker on. It's, yeah, talks muck <laughs> for a couple of hours every night. Suits me, I love it. <laughs> so um, the theatre company, that's some sort of quite a... So, so many things like sort of from oh, kink so work till theatre work, it's very posh and... <laughs> I suppose it is, yeah. Yeah, any chance to show off really and get on stage. Yeah, say so my husband's an actor and playwright, so um, yeah, he writes plays and we tour them around the country, or we did pre-Covid, and we're hoping to again. Are you still oh, there? where did you go? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, gosh, around the UK, we went to the Manchester Fringe Festival, um, Brighton Fringe Festival, we went to Cardigan, Norwich. We, yeah, we took it really anywhere that would have us around the UK. That was wonderful. Glasgow we ended up in as well. Oh, so much fun. He's writing another play at the moment, so hopefully we'll get a chance to do that again. Obviously, there's no money in it, but, you know, that's why I'm here. <laughs> and what's <laughs> the play about? Oh, Gosh, it's a kind of thriller. Yeah, he won't tell me much until it's finished, actually, because he doesn't trust me not to spill the beans. But it's some kind of thriller about spies and stuff. I don't know. It sounds very glamorous. I think That's... I'm just doing the admin on that one. I don't think he's letting me act in it. That sounds <laughs> awesome. Yes. Going back to filming in America, is this yeah. the first sort of shoot you've done abroad or have you been abroad before to shoot? Uh, yeah, it's the first shoot I've done abroad. Actually, I've like seen clients in uh, Norway and Switzerland in the past. But yeah, for filming, this is my first time away. Super people have paid for you to go to Norway. Yeah, quite often actually. Yeah, there's, I've got a few clients. Yeah, like really wealthy clients in uh, Scandinavian countries who will they'll pay my flights. Wow, it's first class as well. So I'm on the gin for like 24 hours. It's amazing. Yeah, just go over there, beat them, and come home again. Brilliant. What's the class of people you get? Is it high class, lower class? Do you get anyone famous, judges, actors, or anything like that? I know you probably can't say too much. <laughs> I can't. But I've got yeah, to I ask. Say, but... But yeah, I've had actors that you, whose names you probably know. I've had politicians whose names you definitely know. Like sometimes I open the door, I'm like, oh my god, it's you. And there was one quite recently actually who said, uh, "Have you got your phone on you?" I said, "Of course I have." He said, "Can you put it in the bathroom?" And then he said, "Actually, can you put it in the shower cubicle?" I said, okay. Uh, he was so paranoid about being filmed or anyone finding out what he was doing. Oh, I'd really? love to tell you, but yeah, that was cool. <laughs> but yeah, it tends to be very high class people. It's yeah, people have got lots of money, and because I think if you're poor or like underprivileged you don't want to play with the idea of having you know your rights taken away from you or having or being made to suffer because that's your daily life anyway so it tends to be people who have a very good life that want to play with the idea of not having such a great life I think and I'm like guessing it's and it's that thrill as well of doing something you're not supposed to be doing and not getting caught it's not just the act itself of them being spanked or, or like doing the spanking it's like the all run up to it, going to the house, the secrecy, the emails to and for. Yeah, it's like having an exciting little secret, something you can hug to yourself throughout your boring working day. Yeah, you're dead right. Something thrilling. Yeah, it's lovely. I can make people's lives happy and interesting. 
<laughs> I can't believe what people pay for you to go to like first class nights or go abroad. And... Oh, so cool, isn't it? It really is. I'm, yeah, I've missed doing it. Yeah, and they fly into me from all over Dubai I've had, Mexico they've come to me. So, yeah, I'm quite good. I'm quite well known. So <laughs> That's wonderful. I've met some interesting people. I really have. What's what's the average session? Because like you say you charge £100 a session. So does it ever go beyond that? Do you do a full night, a full day? What's what's the most you've ever had from a sort of session? Well, occasionally I do like um, weekend role plays, actually. So there's like eight or ten like naughty school pupils will get together and rent um, a, a huge property and will role play that it's a boarding school and I'm their headmistress. So we do like, yeah, nights out and dorm inspection, that sort of thing. And I catch them having midnight feasts and I come and spank them in the middle of the night. See, I have done it for two or three days at a time. That's too much, honestly. I get a bit knackered and bored, but they love it. <laughs> they just can't get enough. See, I have um, done 48 hours. Have you ever thought about not retiring but going into something else, sort of leaving the sex work behind, like behind and concentrating on your writing, theatre work, or like have occasionally, but I, yeah, sometimes I do consider leaving it behind, but I just think I'd miss it too much. And like all my friends are punters or sex workers, and I think I'd always just get dragged back in, and you always get some other amazing opportunity, and someone you've never worked with wants you to go somewhere and do something mental, so. Um, yeah, I just I think I'm resigned now to the fact that this is my life forever. And it's only meant to be like a summer job. <laughs> I failed completely on that school. Uh, yeah, I think this will be I'll be dying doing this, I reckon. Yeah, I'm good for nothing else. So I'll just carry on until till they cart me away. <laughs> well, as long as you enjoy it, that's the oh. main thing. And like, I suppose you're giving happiness to other people in a funny sort of way. Yes, yeah, definitely. I, I absolutely am, which is just brilliant. It's a real treat and a privilege to be able to make people's sexual fantasies come alive and, and act them out. And they love it and they love me. It's wonderful. Everyone's happy. So what does the future hold for you? And how can people find out about you for like people wanting to come and see you or see a video? Cool. Where will find you? Yeah, well, my website is uh, stripeyscarf.com or you can find me on Twitter and OnlyFans as Miss Matthews123. Yes, come and say hello to me. That'd be lovely. And as for the future, I'd love to do more media work. I'd love to talk more about sex work and how much fun it is and how it's not scary and seedy at all. Um and yeah, hopefully travel more. I'm really excited about that. Uh, you know, we've all been stuck at home forever and I'm sick of it. So, yeah, looking forward to traveling the world and spanking bottoms <laughs> forever. We'll, we'll put all your links in the description. OK, bless you. And people can follow it from there. But a massive thanks for coming on. Thank you so much. It's been absolutely brilliant. Thank and you. Good luck, and good luck with um, your radio show in an hour and a half. Oh, thank you so much. Bless you. <laughs> all right. Then. On. <laughs> you take care. Take thank care. You thank you. Bye bye. Bye now. Bye. The Tim Biscuits Podcast.